Welcome back. Welcome back to the She Said What podcast. This is your host, Yaya, a.k.a. Ayana, a.k.a. Yaya, or whatever you want to call me. One of those three names is usually what I'm going to answer to. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode. I know that it's late. One, so don't start. Uh, two, I know that um, I said that I was going to try to be more consistent about dropping an episode every other week. So yes, it's late. But it is still during the time of this every other week uh, concept that I said I was going to keep up with. So, yeah, um, keeping up with the he ain't make the cut segment. Um, this is just going to be a little bit different because y'all let me be honest. Um, I am actually tired of dating. Like tired of the act of dating tired of meeting new people to like figure out what their interests are to figure out if it's worth my time to deal with this person to go on a date to then realize i could have stayed in my bed um and gas you know is four dollars i i i could have used that gas for something else and and i'll say this to say that i don't have a bad story to tell like I feel like all my episodes that I come on here and and tell you guys about situations about guys that did me wrong or did something to me to make me not be interested um but this episode I think I'm going to take a little bit of a different approach to that and um tell you about a situation where this person that I I'm going to tell this story about did not know me I did not know him um, and just how things progress for me to say, like, this is why I don't want to casually date anymore. Um, the issue with casually dating now, and I'll talk a little bit about this, is that I feel like communication is definitely a big part of it. I feel as though people don't want to either know how to communicate or don't want to openly communicate about their intentions. And I think that's the issue where... People are getting involved with someone just to get into their like presence. And then once they're there, it's like, well, I didn't really want that. But, you know, I'm here because I'm with you. And like, you know, if this is what I'm going to give, are you going to receive it type of thing? And my thing is, that's so whack. Um, Be honest and intentional about what you want in the beginning. So that way people can really decipher if they want to deal with you or not. Like, you don't have to lie. You don't have to lie to kick it at all like we live in a society especially nowadays now for real for real you go on any day in that and say like hey this is what i'm looking for and i'm pretty sure you're gonna find somebody who is out here looking for the same thing as you and all you have to do is be honest so that's one thing another reason why i'm I'm sick of dating is because i feel as though i feel like i'm wasting my time like i feel like the people that I'm actually dating or interacting with are just going with the flow. And for me, where I'm at in life is like a lot of things that I want in life are very intentional. And not to say I'm trying to like force a relationship down somebody's throat on the first date. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that I know that I want to be in a relationship with someone. So if I already know that we talk on our first date and you say to me like, yeah, so I'm just trying to see where things go and be friends and then and the third, nine times out of 10, that's going to probably be my last date with you because 
going with the flow is not intentional. Like that to me is not something that I want somebody that I want to date to say to me. So if you come out right out the gate, like, oh, I'm just want to be friends and see where things go. I'm probably not going to be interested. Another thing is, is that I feel as though a lot of people, let's say the first date goes well, right? We have a good first date. First date goes good. By the second date, it's like homeboy from the last episode. They got their dick on their phone. <laughs> like, they just think that, oh, because we had a first a good first date, this now thinks that, oh, yeah, this, like, opens the door to sex. And not to say that that's not going to happen, but it's like, damn, can we go get coffee first? Like, it'd be nice to figure out what your likes and dislikes are. Nigga, do you brush your teeth every day? Like... These are things that I need to know before I will want to like interact in that way. And it just sucks because it's like, okay, cool. We had this great interaction. Things are going well. You think that you find somebody that you had a good connection with. And it's like, boom, instantly they weren't about sex. That shit is super annoying. Like, it's annoying. And then the last biggest thing I would say that the reason why I'm over dating is because I feel as though the men that I really want to date or the men that I really want to interact with, I'm not finding them. Like, I don't know if because they're hiding under a rock, they're probably not on dating apps. Like, I was having that conversation with my sister the other day where I felt like the men that I want to date are probably not on dating apps. Like, they're probably not actively seeking to look for a relationship. Like, I feel like it's going to be a situation where I'm just going to bump into this person and that's just how things are going to go. But who knows? But I just feel as though the dating scene has definitely changed a lot. And coming out of this pandemic, I don't know if people are just like, I haven't been around somebody in so long. So I just want to like get around somebody to just be around somebody and not really care about commitment or whatever. I don't know what it is, but I, I just know that I'm overly, I'm over casually dating. I'm not casually dating anymore. Um, you know, I have people that I talk to now that we have a great, I guess, situation where, you know, it's not anything that's a committed relationship, but we kind of have like that understanding. I'm not adding any more of those people to my list. (laughs) Like, I just feel as though if you're trying to come into my life right now, I'm looking for a partner and some consistency. If you can't offer both of those things, then I doubt that it's you're going to make it long. Like, I literally probably was talking to maybe, like, four or five different, like, guys this week. And by the end of this week, I'm not talking to any of them. <laughs> like, I just was like, yeah, this is, all of this shit is not going anywhere. I'm not about to continue any of these conversations. Like, just being honest about what I really want. Like, just like how niggas can be honest and say, like, hey, all I want to do is fuck. I'm being honest to say, listen, I'm I'm looking for something with some some serious commitment. And if you can't seriously commit to that, I don't want any friends. Like, I don't need guy male friends. My guy best friend is the best of the best of the best. So he covers all areas of like a male best friend, right? And then I have my other male best friend that like he comes in and he tells me what I need to hear and gives me sound advice so I'm good on that so for me when guys be like oh let's just be friends be friends with a bitch that you want to fuck like I don't understand the reason of that so like most guys or most people that I talk to I will tell them that 
if this is, doesn't work out, don't think we're going to be friends because I'm not looking for a friend. I'm not looking for anything that's casual. I'm not looking for that. Like, we are at the age now where we can network. If you got a business and you want to talk about it, and you want to network, that's cool. But, like, to be your friend, I'm not looking for no new friends, like, at all. So, I want to kind of get into the situation I was telling you why it kind of led me to thinking that I don't want to casually date anymore. And it's because of this one instance that I had that I'm like, damn, I feel like I'm selling myself short. And it's because I went through this situation that made me realize like, dang, this is, this is what I'm looking for. Right. So I think the last episode I came on here and I told y'all that I went to Trinidad, right? Um, What I didn't tell you before that, before I went to Trinidad is that I definitely missed my flight and almost missed my trip to Trinidad. It was an early flight. I definitely uh, smoked before the flight. Went and had... So the situation was... I had a flight. It wasn't a direct flight. It was a flight that went from Atlanta to Florida to Florida to Trinidad, right? Um, I was traveling. It was me and my friends traveling together, whatever. So we all was like, okay, cool. We're going to meet at the airport um, so that way we could all get through stuff together. So I'm like, all right, cool. So me, I live super close to the airport. So I'm the type of person, I don't never like to get there super early. I'm probably going to get there probably 30 minutes before my flight take off. That's just me, right? So, because my final destination was Trinidad, I'm thinking like, oh, I need to go to the international airport, right? So, I'm like, okay, cool. Um, Let me get myself and get a lift to the international airport. Here's the thing that, you know, if I was traveling more, that I probably should have knew that I didn't know. Because I had a connecting flight in Florida... Now, instead of, I'm not traveling internationally, right? Because my flight is not directly international. It's stopping in Florida. So I really needed to go to the domestic airport. But instead, I went to the international airport. Um, It was like 5 in the morning, 6 in the morning, super early. So by the time I got to the international airport and I realized that I had to go to the domestic airport, um, I was already behind schedule. I was late. It was not looking good, Right. So I get to the ticket counter. We had to like provide all this information. Of course, when you travel outside of the country, they want your vaccine card. They want the PCR test. They want all this stuff that they want you to fill out before you actually like get to the plane. So I'm like trying to fill out all this information, do this, get my ticket or whatever. And a guy at the ticket counter was like, yeah, so you definitely going to miss this flight. Um, your next, the next flight that we have out is in it tomorrow at 6am. So what's up? Um, what you trying to do? And I'm like, I'm going to try to make this flight. So your girl is like flying through TSA. Um, I know typically Atlanta TSA is terrible, but honestly, every time I go through TSA, I never had a problem. Like I always get through Atlanta TSA in like 10, 15 minutes. Right. So get through TSA get on the train to get to the gate, run into the gate. Like, well, trying to run y'all because listen, the way that airport is set up, I definitely ran for a few feet and was like, oh yeah, nah, this, this, this ain't it. And definitely stop running. <laughs> I'm not about to be all the way out of breath for y'all niggas. It's not happening. 
So, um, get to the gate finally. Run in, get to the gate. It's past the time that they're supposed to be closing the doors. But if you know like how I know, typically you don't never really leave on takeoff. Like if you leave on takeoff, then it must be real sufficient. It must be a light flight. It must not be nobody there. Like, you know what I'm saying? The takeoff don't usually happen on time. So I'm like, oh, I still got a few minutes. I think it was like three minutes after when the door was supposed to close. So I get there, finally get to the gate. Ain't nobody in sight. Nobody in sight. I see the plane, but the door to the plane is closed. Ain't nobody at the counter. Nothing. So I'm like, what the hell? So I'm like um, calling my friends like, yo, I'm here. Can you let them come open the door? Blah, 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 blah. And she's basically like, nah, man, they already closed this door. You're not going to make it. You're going to have to find another way to get to, to Florida. So I'm like, damn, this is my first time ever missing a flight. I typically never miss a flight. And if I wouldn't have gotten switched up with the international and the domestic shit, I probably would have not missed my flight. Like I would have been on time. So now I'm mad because I'm like, damn, what I'm going to do to stand the third. So as I'm like trying to get myself together, because remember, y'all, I was running. I'm out of breath. I got a suitcase. Traveling. Like, I'm thick. Like, it was just a lot going, going on. So once I like realized, like, okay, bitch, you done missed your flight. What are you going to do? In that same instance, I hear a guy out of the corner of my eye like, Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. So I'm like, are you okay? Like, is everything fine? Like the standard thing. He was like, yo, I sat here and missed that plane. So I was like, what you mean you sat here and missed that plane? So he tells me how, you know, he slept through the check-in process. Like, he said he got there early, set down all his stuff, and decided to like take a nap and stuff like that before boarding. And slept through the whole fucking boarding process. Like, calling in everybody. Slept, like, slept through that whole thing. So, here's my thought process, though, right? Pause in the story. When he told me that he slept through that whole process, to me, it was like, so nobody from the airline thought, like, maybe we should try to wake him to see, if, like, if this is the flight he gonna be on or whatever, you know. Again, it wasn't Delta. Let me go ahead and preface that this airplane was not Delta. So, you know, I can't expect Delta treatment, right? So, I'm like, damn, are you serious? He was like, yeah, I got here early and everything because I did not want to miss this flight. I'm like, damn. I'm like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to DR. I said, damn, I'm going to Trinidad. He was like, yeah, I have a connecting flight in Fort, Fort Lauderdale. I said, I, I have the same thing. He was like, yeah, that's crazy. He was like, yo, if you want, um, check like the different airlines, Southwest or Spirit or something like that, they should definitely have a flight going out. So I'm like, okay, you know, let me get myself together. You know, I sit down, I get my bearings or whatever. So as I'm like sitting down trying to figure out like what I'm going to do, he walks up to me and he says, hey, I know you're looking for a flight. Um, There is a Southwest ticket and the tickets are 108, one way if you want to get a ticket. So I'm like, yo, bet. Thank you so much. I have the Southwest app. So I'm going on the app or whatever. So we talking or whatever. And he was like, oh, I think I just got that last like one on wait ticket. So I'm like, damn, I think you did too. So we laughing about that or whatever. And I go on the website and I say, oh, but I see one here for like 128. He's like, yeah, yeah, get that or whatever. So I get the ticket and I think the flight was like leaving in like the next hour or something. So he was like, yeah, I'm gonna start making my way over there. I just can't believe I missed my flight. I'm like, yeah, me neither. So he leaves, right? Does his own thing. I now get on the phone with my mom 
telling my mom about what happened and the crazy stuff that happened and how I missed my flight and all this other stuff. And I'm booking like my other ticket on uh, while I'm on the phone with my mom. So I'm able to book the ticket or whatever. I'm like, cool. So I'm going to be able to make it in, in, to Fort Lauderdale in time to be able to get to the next flight. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I walk to, th- to the terminal that I'm supposed to be at for the Southwest flight. Um, staying in line. I'm still in line with my mom and Chick-fil-A. So I'm walking to the Chick-fil-A line and I'm on the phone. And as I'm walking to the Chick-fil-A line, the guy that told me about the ticket is in the Chick-fil-A line. So he taps me and he was like, you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Thank you so much. He was like, yeah, no problem. You know, it's just crazy or whatever. I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. So I get in the Chick-fil-A line and that was it. He gets his food. He starts working to the terminal. I'm still on the phone with my mom, right? So we get to Southwest, get on the plane, uh, take the plane there, get to Fort Lauderdale, get off the plane, Right? So I get off the plane and basically, if you know anything about Fort Lauderdale, they have like their different flights are in like different buildings. Like they have like an A, B and C. And then like depending on which building you're in is where your flights are going to be. So for us, the flight for Fort Lauderdale was in like building B, but we had to go to building A to get our flight to like international flights. Right. So we had to go through security and everything all over again. So. Although I've been to Fort Lauderdale before, like I've never like traveled through like the airport to like know where I needed to go. So I get off the flight for Southwest. I'm like getting my bearings and stuff together. As I'm like getting my stuff together, I feel this like tap on my shoulder and it's the guy from Atlanta. So I'm like, okay, cool. So he's like, come on, you know, we got to get, we got to get moving. We want to make sure that we get to where we need to get to. So, um... I'm like, okay, cool. So we start walking and he's like, yeah, I've done this uh, plenty of times before where, you know, I had to travel to like different buildings. You know, I got you like, and we're just talking, like talking about where we're going, talking about just different things, where we're from, just having like a good conversation. Right. And never in the midst of all of that, did this man even like tell me his name, tell me any of that information. He just was like so concerned about one, him making his flight, but two, making sure that I made my flight too. So we going through the different buildings for Fort Lauderdale, whatever. So we going through that whole process. We get through, uh, we get to the TSA line. I'm like, damn, like, do you think I'm going to need a boarding pass? He was like, you probably going to need one, but let's just go ahead and see if we could get you through without one or whatever. So we get through TSA, um, get through all that information. We like, damn, I'm so happy we got through TSA. He's like, me too. I was like, are you able to like catch a flight? He's like, yeah, I still got like maybe like an hour into my flight, uh, board. So I'm like, yeah, me too. So we, he was like, well, let me make sure that you can make it to your gate to make sure that you can like make your flight. So I'm like, okay, cool. So he like walks me to my gate, make sure that I have the correct gate. He was like, where are your friends? I'm like, my friends at like the restaurant, I'm about to meet them now and stuff. And he was like, okay, cool. So you, you good? You feel good? You feel good that, you know, if I'm okay to like leave you now? And I'm like, yeah, I feel good. You know, thank you so much for doing all those things. He's like, yeah, no problem. Like you're beautiful. I wanted to make sure that, you know, you got to where you need to get to everything. Right. And he was like, you know, it was so nice to meet you. Gave me this big ass hug and was like, you know, I wish you well and have a good time on your vacation. And left. Didn't ask my number. Didn't ask like any of that. Like, oh, let me try to see what I could get out of this. Now, I will I will preface this and say that um, he was married. You know, so even in the sense of like being married, 
he did not waver to say like, oh, let me see what's up or anything like that. Or, you know, like he was flirting, but he wasn't like flirting in the sense of like, oh, I thought he was trying to like get with me. Right. I just felt like there was like this genuine level of concern. Like, let me help out this woman to make sure she gets to where she needs to be. Although I myself slept through my whole boarding situation and missed my flight, I want to make sure like she's okay too. And I respected that so much because let me tell you, there have been married men that like have told me about their wife, shown me pictures about their wife and all that. And like, was like, all right, so we going to the Hilton or the Marriott? Like, so the fact that he was so concerned about making sure I got to where my flight was, helped me out with finding a flight, helped me out with making sure I got to the correct building to make my flight. All those things. And at the end of it all, this man gave me like the biggest hug and was like, I hope you have a great time and be well and went about his merry way. And I looked at that situation. I was like, man, that's exactly what I want in a man. That is it. The fact of seeing me, seeing that I was in distress or duress, even though he was also in stress and duress because he missed his flight, saw the same thing for me, provided me help with what I needed while also making sure that he was good, but then also making sure that, hey, I want to make sure that you get to, I don't even know you at all, have never seen you before, never met you before, but I want to make sure that like you're good, you're protected, and you make it to where you need to be and not even know your fucking name. So... When I had that instance happen, and I think, you know, I always tell people it's a blessing from God, always, because that man did not have to, like, sleep and miss his flight or help me at all once he figured out he missed his flight. He could have just been like, oh, shit, I got to deal with what I got to go, got going on and keep it moving. Um, But the fact that, you know, he missed his flight and he was still so sincere and wanted to help me make sure that I got to where I wanted to go to meant a lot to me because it was like, damn. I have niggas that I've like called to say like, hey, like I ain't have no power like all day. And they was just like, damn, that's crazy. Like legit. Damn, that's crazy. Not do you need anything? Do you want to come sit at my house for a little bit? Do you need me to come get you? Do you want to go out to eat? None of those things. I literally sat in my house a whole day without power. And out of all the niggas that I talked to, most of them was like, oh, damn, that's crazy. You okay? And I think after like maybe like six or seven hours being in the dark, one of the guys, I had already had like a date with him set up. He was like, listen, I got up for work early. You just want to come down. I know you're sitting in the dark or whatever. Just come out now. Um, and thankfully, I was able to sit out on a date with him long enough until my power came back on, which was great, right? But the whole rest of the day before that, it was just like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Nobody cared about me being in the dark, not having no power, not going through anything. Like, that didn't mean anything. But the moment they want something from them and I don't provide, then it's the issue, you know? And I, in that situation, when I went to Trinidad and that whole situation happened with that guy. And again, I don't even know this man's name. Like, still to this day, I still don't know his name. Um... It made me realize, like, I want more. I desire more. I deserve more. 
And until I start really like putting my foot down to say like, this is what I deserve and I'm not going to settle for less than what I deserve, then you're going to keep getting the same outcome. And I realized that about myself. Like you have to want and put yourself out there to want more or want different to get different back. And I definitely feel that. Um, but then also I want, I, I made this episode and also created this episode to say like, you don't have to settle for less or compromise on what you really want, especially when what the things that you want is basically a part of common decency. Like the things that I want is just somebody to be a good person to me as I would be a good person to them. It is not even nothing about, I want this nigga to pay for my nails. And like, it don't even, it don't have nothing to do with any of that. It's more or less like, I want somebody to like see me and be like, damn, she deserves to be treated well. And I'm going to do that. And if a random guy off the street who, again, he was already married, so he didn't have no intentions or whatever, but for a married man, to go out his way to make sure that I was okay. I already know he top 10 his marriage. Gotta be. I hope so. Cause I know, I know the guys that, you know, who are poly, who I date that are married, are top tier in their marriage. Like low-key. So I already like once that happened, I'm like, damn, this nigga gotta be top tier in his marriage. And I will hope so. And not to say that not all marriages have uh, issues or difficulties or anything like that. I just know that any woman who is married that have been married for a really long time will tell you like, yo, marriage ain't everything is cracked up to be. But I know that my husband got my back. And that's all I'm fucking looking for. So I can say that I'm probably hanging up on this casual dating shit. I'm just dating intentionally. Um... I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to give up these dating apps or not. Because, no, I, I just really don't think that who I'm looking for is on there. Like, for real. Um, and just being more intentional about my feelings and not just going along with shit just because it, it sounds good. Like, I'm done with that part of my life. So, yeah. So, shout out to the dude that overslept on his flight to be able to help me out. To get to Trinidad, I appreciate you. Um, if you ever hear this episode, please know I appreciate you. Um, you know, and just to say, like, there are good men out here still. Like, I'm not out here. And that's one thing I'll never do is come out here and bash. Like, oh, all these niggas is trash. This, that, the third. Nah, because I know that's not true. I know that there are good men out there. But the quantity of quality men have been... Really, really shortcoming. It's really interested. But that's what I wanted to talk about this week on the podcast episode. Um, thank you always for tuning in. Let me know about some instances where a guy or a good Samaritan guy or a guy that you barely even knew did something for you that made you say like, damn, this is what I want out of a nigga. Like, this is how I want to be treated. Like, let me know if you have any situations like that that make you think like, yeah, this is why I want this or this is what I'm deserving of in a relationship, right? Because we, we're all deserving of being, of being, of not being of good quality, but like being with someone that has genuine intentions for you. I think that that is something that we're all deserving of. So coming up, my birthday is in two weeks. 
a bitch is going to be 29. I'm a little bit nervous. Um, cause damn y'all real talk off topic. It's just a random thought that came into my head. I never thought that I would probably be having my first kids at 30, like, or in my thirties, not say at 30. Cause I don't, I haven't even met a nigga that I want to have kids with yet to say that. But like, yeah, I definitely thought that I would be having kids like, you know, 28, 29. That ain't, that ain't looking like it's happening. Um, which is really interesting. I didn't see that for myself, but I, I feel like we didn't see a lot of things for ourselves, but like, that was one thing where I thought like, oh yeah, by now I definitely have some kids or something. But anyway, um, going to be 29 in two weeks going away from my birthday. I'm not telling y'all where y'all just gonna have to find out. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to having a good time. Um, the pandemic isn't over, but it looks like the government has said fuck it with the with the rules. Um, so yeah, we gonna be outside this uh, summer. Still wear your mask if you can. Bring your hand sanitizer as well. And uh, yeah, we coming back for more episodes, more stuff to talk about. Um, I'm sure this trip will be very fun. So I'm sure I will come back with plenty of stories from this trip. And we just going to see what the summer holds. I'm planning on having um, some guests on the episode. I plan on being a guest on a few podcast episodes. So be aware of that as well. Um, and again, like I always say, thank you so much for listening and tuning in and, and giving my, my show the feedback and the love. I appreciate it always. It's always something that I always say like, dang, this is what keeps me going. When I hear y'all sending me messages or IMs or text messages and telling me about the last episodes, like that is what keeps me going. So thank you so much for always making sure to provide that for me. Um, as always, you can follow me on social media. She said what podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Um, she said what pod 93 on Twitter, although I'm never on there. Um, and yeah, I'm going to try to like I said, get my YouTube started. So be on the lookout for that too. YouTube channel coming soon. Um, and yeah, two weeks. I'll be back with another episode. We'll talk about the dating trials and he ain't make the cut and all that good stuff. Again, thank you so much for listening to the She Said What podcast. It's your girl and have a good day. <laughs>